morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason. I'm, uh, I've had some major technical difficulties this morning. It appears that my webcam is broken. I don't know what's going on. been trying for the last 45 minutes to work around this thing. It was working now, and, and it decided two minutes before broadcasting to stop working. So I've had to get my laptop set up, as you can tell by the camera quality. This is my uh, 2018 laptop's integrated webcam. Uh, and we're just going to hopefully, hopefully this works, you know, hopefully we can get rocking and rolling because there is tons of stuff to talk about today. I'm excited to break it down with you guys. So screw it. Bad technology be damned. Let's talk some football. Let's sip some coffee and let's enjoy the show. First things first is, and it's funny that this was on the show sheet. You know, I make the show sheet not this early, you know, or not this close to the show. You know, usually I make it a few hours ago. I wake up pretty early in the mornings uh, or I make it the night before. Uh, And so I was going to talk about Denzel Mim regardless uh, because I had seen a quote from Dan Campbell on Denzel Mims and all the quote was, he's in the room. Wish I could give you more. And then today it comes out he's waived by the Lions after sustaining an injury per Ian Rappaport. Uh, and that's it. That's it. It, it. It's over before it even began. Denzel Mims is no longer a Lion. I, I, maybe there's a path to him getting re-signed by them. I don't know. Uh, but as of now, he's no longer a Lion. He's gone and he's unhealthy. Another big development is the Joe Mixon case has finally been settled, at least the first one against him. And he has been found not guilty of aggravated menacing, the funniest title for a crime in history. He is not guilty of it. If you guys will remember on Wednesday's episode, I talked about it a little bit, and I had mentioned that the the lady bringing the trial against Joe Mixon literally egged him on, literally asked him to bring the weapon on her, literally asked him to, 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 to bring the gun on her. And so when I saw that, I kind of knew at that point, I mean, it can't really be aggravated menacing if the dude was literally like taunted essentially. So, you know, he's good. Doesn't even have to pay the thousand dollars or 30 days in jail or any community service or anything, just completely not guilty. There is still the, I believe, I don't know what the charge is, but I do still believe there's something domestic involving his girlfriend still being worked on. But again, Joe Mixon's playing football this year. If anything happens, it'll be next season. He's taken the pay cut. You know, the Bengals have worked around him. It's good to go. Congratulations to everyone that drafted him in like, I mean, he was going in like the sixth round and I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. So, (laughs) So it's good news for him in terms of, you know, He's playing football, and we love that. We love that, especially, you know, him being on the Bengals. Let's talk about Devontae Smith, too. And this came out a couple days ago, but I didn't feel like making a Han have to talk about Devontae Smith with me. I figured I would let myself talk about Devontae Smith. And check out this quote. This is Darius Slay asked about Devontae Smith becoming one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he says, it's destined for him. I've been telling him since he's been a rookie, he's way ahead of his class when it comes to his route running ability. I told him the other day, man, you're a guy that I've never seen before that can adjust like that in the middle of pressing, hard press, motor catching, all of that. He's got the body and the control to adjust to anything. One time, I think we did a one-on-one drill. He ran a seven cut. I covered it very well. And then he just did an acrobatic catch behind the back. 
He's got all the tools. I told him, you know, it ain't going to be much longer until we're saying that Smitty's the best receiver in the league for sure. Ain't going to be too much longer. He's got that type of ability to be that kind of a guy. And this is, I mean, you guys know I love Devontae Smith. And one of the things I have been touting is, you know, it took him three years to break out at Alabama. And yes, he's probably already broken out at the NFL level. But I really do believe that going into year three, he still has more room to grow. And Devontae Smith is still really honing his craft. I mean, he's an undersized guy to begin with. So the fact that he was already producing at such a high level while still learning the pace of the NFL says a lot. And I really just think that there's going to be more on the table. They also asked Jalen Hurts about Devontae Smith. And he said, I always talk about the natural maturation in all these different positions and how experience is the biggest teacher. And he's a hell of a worker. We spend a lot of late nights and early mornings just working, timing, getting tons of reps in, and it'll pay off over time. Devontae Smith doesn't stop working. He's a grinder. He's an excellent route runner. He's got all the tools to be a fantastic wide receiver. I'm telling you guys now, he's still not at the top of the market. I know he's not flashy like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, but he will continue to be one of the most consistent wide receivers in the NFL and will have a long career ahead of him attached to his friend, Jalen Hurts, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just, it's too easy to attach yourself to Slim Reaper, to not be doing it. So guys, I really recommend buying him. I really do. I know he's expensive, but I I, I just, I still think there's more room to grow. And this offense is just something you want to attach yourself to. And a former Heisman winning wide receiver, you can't even say that, that was like the first Heisman winning wide receiver in over 20 years. So, I mean, the dude obviously has something. Go get him. Next up, a little bit about Jamison Williams. I mean, we covered him yesterday with Ahan, but I did read that even with the suspension and this injury that he's dealing with, because of the suspension, he actually cannot get help from the team. He's not he's not allowed to be with the team at all because of the suspension. So he's just got the next couple weeks to work with training staff during the preseason to be able to get this thing rehabbed. Otherwise, he's going to have to go to an outside source during the season to work on rehabbing this. I mean, ultimately, it's probably not that big of a deal. Uh, I'm sure that there's plenty of doctors out there. And this quote that I found, and this is this is per uh, somebody, somebody out there who has knowledge with the situation, did say that Detroit is looking into recourse for the situation, trying to figure out a way to be able to get JMO help from the team. But either, either way, it's just a hamstring injury. He should just need, you know, the next couple of weeks, really, that he still has because of preseason to work on this. And hopefully he'll be okay. Because uh, as you guys know, and I can't, I, I'm, I'm stuck on it at this point. I love myself some Jamison Williams, and I, and I still firmly believe that when he plays, he will be fantastic. And the ceiling that you can get out of a player this cheap is unmatched, really. I mean, there, the, the ceiling that he has is unmatched at his value right now. He's so cheap to acquire and has such a massive ceiling. So go get yourself some Jamison Williams while we're sitting here at rock bottom it cannot get any worse ladies and gentlemen it cannot and a fun little quote for you guys i just thought it was fun i just thought it was fun nothing really important to take away here but patrick mahomes on andy reed um on quarterback sneaks in particular patrick mahomes said i'll always want to do a quarterback sneak because i always say that i haven't gotten stopped yet because even the one that my knee got hurt on i still got the first down but I'm pretty sure he's not going to let me do it unless it's like for the Super Bowl. I just thought it was a fun little charismatic quote from Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, and you know, I'm I'm a QB sneak guy. I like the extra yards that you can get. I like that he mentioned, you know, even though my knee got hurt, I still got the first down. Just, you know, that's the type of mentality you love from a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And it's the reason he is the clear and away number one quarterback in the NFL and in fantasy football. And it's not close. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute dog, menace, talent, whatever you want to say about him. Um, let's see here. I did want to talk a little bit about KJ Osborne. Uh, who is impressing at camp per 32 beat writers on Twitter per Tyler Fornes, who works with the Vikings wire said, if KJ Osborne's performance in training camp is any indicator, Osborne will be the starter at wide receiver. He was open by creating separation in his route running and making catches all over the Titans defense on Thursday. Uh, it's, I still do believe that Jordan Addison will be the wide receiver too by the time the season is over but I really don't think we should be understating KJ Osborne's ability. He's been producing when asked for the Vikings and he's been with the team for a few years now that like he's, he's kind of locked himself into this team into a role. And it's just hard to beat out those types of players, especially when KJ Osborne isn't going to be doing anything to mess up. Like he's not a bad player before they drafted Jordan Addison. We were all talking about how K.J. Osborne is an excellent value in fantasy football and a good player. That's all true. And he'll be an even better wide receiver three when Jordan Addison does inevitably take over. But I still do believe for the beginning of the season, maybe the first four weeks or so, K.J. Osborne's going to be the Vikings wide receiver two, and you're going to get some good usage out of him. So let's go ahead and talk about this preseason game that happened last night, and then I'll get you guys out of here. But before we do that, you know, the Browns played, and I did see a quote about the Browns that I felt worth mentioning before we get into their preseason performance. The Athletics' Zach Jackson said that the Browns' passing game has been completely unimpressive thus far in training camp. Uh, anything that involves Deshaun Watson remaining in the pocket has been an adventure. And not since early in camp have we seen a string of consecutive completions in any 11-on-11 period. He goes on to highlight an overall lack of consistency and pass attempts of more than 10 yards downfield as reasons the Browns have underwhelmed throughout camp. With a little more than three weeks to go until the regular season, the Browns do have time to get things straightened out. Uh, and maybe it's perhaps, you know, Amari Cooper being limited, Elijah Moore missing a few days, but still they have not looked impressive at all. Deshaun Watson in particular, not impressing, struggling to get consecutive completions and 11 on 11 periods is an awful, awful sign. So I really do hope he can get that sorted because he is a prime bounce back candidate for this season. And we all want the Browns offense to be doing good again, but you know, we might have a little preseason darling on our hands as Dorian Thompson Robinson continues to impress at the preseason level. He had 164 yards passing last night, no interceptions, no touchdowns, and also 18 yards on the ground with an impressive also just block. He was blocking for his running back. He came out and made a great football play, continuously impressing. I think will lock down the quarterback two role at some point. Maybe if Deshaun Watson continues to suck, we could see some DTR by the end of the year. We'll see. I'm, I doubt it. But, you know, the fantasy football world is like that sometimes. And then also Austin Watkins popped off. He had seven receptions, 139 yards, and a touchdown, which is fantastic. His profile is not great. He's been a journeyman for years. He was an undrafted free agent in 2021 to the Saints, ended up at the USFL, 
won with the Birmingham Stallions last year and has now landed back on an NFL roster. Fun fact about Austin Watkins is he is Sammy Watkins' cousin and his little brother, Austin Watkins' little brother, just committed to play for the University of Colorado as a wide receiver as well. So this Watkins family is something. But I'm not going to say he's going to be fantasy relevant at all. It's just an impressive preseason performance. I'm not digging in too much of this Austin Watkins guy. Uh, plus, there's so much depth on the Browns wide receiver room that it's just going to be hard to crack that roster to begin with. But if he continues to perform like that, maybe he will. Cedric Tillman also popped off two for 50. Pretty good game for him. You know, just showing explosive plays, chunk plays, you know, that's good. Good to see. Good to see. And in terms of the Eagles, not much to talk about here, really. However, Marcus Mariota did not look great. He was nine for 17, 86 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Uh, not really good to see. I mean, you would hope that a guy that's been in the NFL that long wouldn't throw an interception and would have a, a you know, a, a little bit better completion percentage than 50% in a preseason game. But uh, he did it. He didn't. He continues to, to be lackluster at the NFL level. Trey Sermon also popped off five for 54 and a touchdown, a nice little touchdown run. It was about 30 yards for him. Who knows, right? I mean, not that I'm expecting anything of it. He's still going to be behind Boston Scott, even on the depth chart. But, you know, maybe in your extremely deep 32 team leagues worth rostering Trey Sermon just because he's attached to the Eagles and has finally started to look, you know, how we expected him to look out coming out of Ohio State. And if you'll remember, it took him years to do anything at Ohio State. I mean, anything. In fact, I mean, he really only performed well for a stretch of games, really. Like, it wasn't even like he had a fantastic season the year he came into the NFL. He just had a great college football playoff run. So, you know, maybe it's just taken some time. Maybe it's just taken some time. Uh, and in terms of the other running backs, DeAndre Swift had the night off. Rashad Penny got some action. He had two carries for 18 yards. Kenneth Gainwell also had two carries for six yards. I have no idea how to decipher this running back room. I'm basically avoiding it. If I have to pick one, it's probably going to be Gainwell because he's the cheapest. Maybe Penny and Dynasty because he's the cheapest in Dynasty. Um, but it, it's just, it's really tough. It's really, really tough. I mean, really the people you want in this offense is Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Jalen Hurts. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get you guys out of here. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. And I will see you all Monday on this very Player Profiler YouTube channel for more Wake and Take. Have a fantastic day and weekend. Peace.